When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do a whole bunch of shows. Joining me today, she is one half of the duo that hosts the IMD Weed podcast. You can hear me on an episode talking about the awful film Skyscraper starring The Rock. Ladies and gentlemen, we're always happy to have her here, Kelly McInerney. Also joining me, he is one half of the duo that hosts the Crime podcast. That's Crime with 266 eyes. He's also a fantastic comic. You should go see him tell jokes sometimes if you get a chance. Ladies and gentlemen, we're also always happy to have him here, John Shefsky. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, I don't fucking have one. Just me. But I have guests. Woo! And that's just as good, if not better. Joining me today, John Shevsky from the Crime Podcast. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Also joining us, Kelly McInerney from the IMD Weed Podcast. And you'll never guess what that's about. Movies and weed. What a combo. Yeah. We did an episode about Skyscraper. Which was awful. (laughs) Which is now available for streaming. Is it? If you want to have your night ruined. I'll pee on it, if that's what you mean by streaming. (laughs) Shit, Hollywood. I'm just glad it's it's not a comic book movie. Unless it is, right? Is it a comic book? DC did a a short series called Skyscraper, probably. No, it's just The Rock. Without a leg. Yeah, that's the best part about it. He's... Missing a leg, and you forget that until he beats someone with it during a fight. He pulls it off and beats someone with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. God. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Fun. The movie's funny to explain, but watching it was not. I remember doing the podcast, and it was just like, "What do I say about this movie?" <laughs> there was nothing to say. It's a bad movie. It, it probably killed in China, though, right? Because it doesn't have any political commentary or anything that the, that the Chinese government will not oh, show. Yeah. So it's just like, it translates easy, easy right? It's like yeah. easy language of human just like... And The Rock did speak Chinese. Oh, he like did? Like traditional Mandarin throughout most of the movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. I okay. thought that was weird, but now it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Are you serious or no? No, it, Brett. You know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes. Because <laughs> I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life. When all I really want to talk about is what I've been up to since last week. And that's why we call this segment This Week in Me. It's about to get really intense. A lot of, a lot of guitar riffing going on. I play this on a travel-sized guitar that I keep in my hip pocket until I need it. And I think it really makes the podcast. There it is. Fade it out, Brett. Brett's not actually here. He's off working for Yahoo Sports these days. Wow. But we still say hit it, Brett. Okay. In memoriam, rest in peace, Brett. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? What are oh, also, talking? a note, that was a joke. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I rock. realized after when you cut me off and hit the guitar, I was like, I fall for everything. I, I thought maybe he did because I follow The Rock's Instagram and he does always have kind of these like, I'm just bettering myself. You, every second of your day. He's like a Tony Robbins, like Samoan guy that used to be fat. Like, it's just amazing. Like, and he's got that attitude of like, I could see him being like, I learned China in four weeks. <laughs> I learned China. China. <laughs> Everything about it. I know the food, the culture, Mandarin, like the whole thing. And if you don't, you're lazy. You're going to be a loser your whole life. That's the kind of feeling I he's get. He's got a point. He does have a right? Yeah. Doesn't he, he have like a workout thing too? Like a, you could download a, the Rock app and it like buzzes like workout or something now. I would Probably. certainly hope something so. Like I could see that. That's motivation I need in my life. I'm going to look for that after this. So, hey, what are we talking about today? Saturday Night Live! Woo! 
fucking monsters. Oh, I can do a, a good Don Pardo. Ready? Do it. It's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it's not that oh, good. Oh, that's like my Bruce Willis, uh, <laughs> uh, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Yeah. Everyone's like, that doesn't sound like, I know, that's the point. Those were both really good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're going to be a great parent to your dog or maybe some children someday. I have a kid. Okay. He's just old. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you already have a kid? Yeah, man. I had a kid oh when God. I was 18. It is and now weird. I'm like 42. So. It is so weird oh. growing up. I still look around like we're all like 16 to 20. I have a, I forget that like, oh, yeah, we're getting older. We're on the conveyor <laughs> belt towards the inevitable. I forget. Good times. How many kids you got, Mac and Ernie? Uh, negative two. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, she's doing it right. That means two are dying soon. That's right. Yeah. At I, some I, I point. She, I, oh, I thought she was like, we used the clinical vacuum. We're all good here, folks. Oh, no. I thought you were making an abortion riff, but either way, good Honestly, for you. Honestly, I was seeing how you guys would react because I was thinking sh- abortion too, but I, I haven't had one yet. <laughs> so we're talking about SNL. They're in the news for uh, having Kanye West on as a musical guest. And he gave an impassioned speech at the end of the show, which got cut off because uh, presumably, well, uh, they ran over time. I didn't know SNL was still on TV. It sure is. Wow. Do you, do you guys notice this law of average? Only the most boring people in my life will be like, hey, you got to see this sketch. And then they'll show me, the, hand me their phone and it'll be an SNL sketch. Did you guys have that happen to you? I yeah. Re- I really I love SNL. Do you really? <laughs> Still, I yeah. love like SNL. Like Lauren Michaels has produced some of the best movies I think in co- comedic history. Yeah, but the, but the sketches like people like the, like I said the most like watered down milk toast friends will be like, oh you gotta see this, and they'll show it to me like, oh wow that really blew my mind. Thank you for letting me see that SNL sketch. Have you ever heard of Key and Peel or Upright <laughs> Citizens Brigade or like I don't know sketches that have balls? Kelly, you still do you still watch like full episodes of Saturday Night yeah, Live? I do this. Jesus, thing. do you have a phone what? book still too? Are you on heroin? No. How do you sit there and watch a full episode of SNL? I do this thing for After Buzz. I do like an after show, so I talk about every ep- every episode of SNL after you know. Oh, yeah. So I have to watch it. I don't think all of the sketches are good though. Oh, like God, I think no. the writing has uh, definitely weakened in the past few years. But there's always like one really good one, or hopefully, usually. Or update is always yeah, I mean, really good. I love update. Even the blind squirrel finds a nut they, sometimes. <laughs> they have some amazing actors and writers on that show. That's what's so weird to me is like you get this concoction of, uh, was it Kyle Mooney? Is hilarious. Did you ever yeah. watch his old sketches before he's on SNL? Yeah, Good Neighbor or whatever. Oh my yeah. God, with Rutherford and the, the other dude. Dude, that, that stuff, I before they ever were supposed to be on SNL, I had people, the friends that liked good shit, were showing me that and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Hilarious. But then you get them on SNL and you watch the sketches on there and you're like, huh, like anybody could play these roles. Anybody could, like it's just... I don't know. <laughs> what are they doing? I don't know. How they do, you... do have some funny good neighbor type sketches on it. Like they have like a weird like reality show and it's like. I probably need to tune back in now. Now that I've talked a bunch of shit about it. Like, John, you just need to watch five or six more years of it and then you'll find a sketch <laughs> or two that's worthy. Yeah. My problem isn't so much with the writing or the quality of the comedy. It's Trump and how they approach Trump and how they've always approached Trump, which it comes up in a bunch of the articles that we read for this episode. They they treat Trump like just another president. Yeah. And like this is just another moment in history when we just uh, make fun of how the president talks and his action, his his movements and shit. And it's so much more dire than that. Yeah. And these motherfuckers helped him win like they they let him fucking host. For. But he's probably just like a yacht buddy for Lauren Michaels. Like, no, you'll never be president. <laughs> but well, then, come on and host, you know, let's well, have then, a drink. Then Lauren Michaels is the enemy, goddammit. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Because Trump is fucking destroying the country. Like, when they let him host, they literally violated campaign laws in the United States. They had to, because as a public network, if you give a candidate a certain amount of time, you have to give all the other candidates that same amount of time. So what happened, they let Trump host, and I don't remember if it was the FCC or who came to them and was like, hey, you have to give all the other Republican candidates that same amount of time in that same time slot. And so over Thanksgiving weekend that year, the SNL slot, which would have just been a rerun and nobody's going to fucking watch anyway, was just the other Republican candidates like talking about their policies, which... That still doesn't seem fair. I think they all should have gotten to joint host at the same time. Do you think that like maybe like the rules for like the standards that like uh, Lauren Michaels sets for what they can and can't make fun of is stuff that is more aesthetic because it's it's stuff that people on both sides can be could be guilty. Like I think that's just how SNL has always been though with their politicians. Like they would always pick out the weird thing. 
and just blow it up. It's not like about a certain like, but yeah, they don't really get to scare, like talk scary stuff, except yeah. for update. I think they've been kind of doing that more. Yeah, Michael Shea's got some balls, right? He'll yeah. go up there and be like, here's what's up. Yeah. And he gets mad at him. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. If you say, like, this helped Trump become president, you it didn't help Palin and McCain, and they were on plenty of times. They didn't host, but... Right, they didn't host. McCain hosted years ago before he was a presidential candidate. McCain yeah, hosted that, Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Dang! Mm-hmm. That's insane. Dressed yeah. up as a woman. That's I love hilarious. When... <laughs> That's badass. <laughs> so have any Democrats hosted? I think they ask them to, but they just don't want to. I think because some politicians actually want to just do politics and don't want yeah. to goof around. Like the only uh, Obama only was on it briefly. Uh, I think there was like a Halloween episode and he there was like a Halloween party where Amy Poehler was pretending to be Hillary Clinton. And a guy came in wearing an Obama mask and he took it off. It was Obama? Obama. That's actually brilliant. Obama's got a great sense of humor. So one of the articles we read, uh, it was from 2016. And it's uh, Ken Tucker writing for Yahoo. Is SNL helping Trump get elected? And we actually did a podcast about whether NBC in general was helping Trump get elected. One of the things that was really curious to me... uh, in regards to NBC and not just Saturday Night Live, was Meet the Press. If you watch the interviews that Chuck Todd, or whatever that piece of shit's name is, if you watch the interviews he did with Clinton as opposed to the interviews he did with Trump, Mm -hmm. he fucking went hard on Hillary Clinton in those interviews. And then with Trump, he would just ask a question and let Trump speak his piece and then just move on. Like, didn't question... Uh, any of it and it seemed really obvious to me that he was kind of pulling for trump i mean they had trump and nbc have had these feuds in public this whole time but aside from that it doesn't seem like nbc is doing is is at all interested in stopping trump's momentum at all which is bad for the country it's not necessarily their job but like especially like to bring it back to snl comedians always act like that's our job like we're the ones who fucking we we cut through all the bullshit not anymore. Like, no, not in 2015. Like the alt, it's like music. Like the real stuff. The real country is going on in like an alt scene of country music. The real, the, the mainstream country. Everyone's like that's country. It's the same thing with right. comedy. Like the real comedy is like not. It's not the mainstream stuff. I, I don't think. I mean, who am I to say? But like, There's it doesn't feel alt that way. Country music. Hell oh, yeah. yeah, it's dope. Oh, yeah, you're a Sturgill Simpson. He's better than anything you'll hear on like a regular country western station. And you're just like, maybe oh, even get a Ryan Adams album in your life. Yeah, maybe. So that was that's that's one argument or one of the articles we read. And there's another one that I hadn't read until this called Saturday Night Live has a Hillary Clinton problem by Allison Herman writing for The Ringer, and she argues that SNL kind of. Like during the campaign, they were they were really neutral. And then as soon as Clinton lost, they were like, hey, we're all in this together. And it's like, who was in this together? Like you didn't <laughs> yeah. you weren't on our side before she lost. And now that she lost, it's it's like they're trying. Like, I understand why they would try to play both sides of the totally. fence in normal circumstances. But I feel like like under Bush I don't feel like they played both sides of the fence. I feel like they were really fucking hard on Bush and for good reason. And they have all that same reason to be hard on Trump, like historically hard on Trump. Yeah. And they just treat him like another fucking president. I disagree because they had really great uh, um, sketches about the debates how yeah. nuts he was on it and how she was like, there was like one where she's like, I got this like proud, like she's got it in the bag and everything. Like it was pretty clear they were team Hillary from the get go SNL. But that's, he's not saying that they're not team Hillary, but there's a certain way that they've been normalizing him. He's just, he's the other candidate instead of like, oh, we got a crazy virus inside our system here. Like this is real bad news. It's more like, it's more normalized. Like we just got another eight years of a kooky dude we'll make fun of. Maybe next time folks. Like there's a feeling of like, uh, well, I guess I blew off some steam about I purged my feelings about Trump. What else is on the news now? Like it I think it, it might it might have some effect like that. I don't know. What do I know about politics and human like, psychology, they, right? So you think they're co- like normal people are being like, oh, OK, they're making fun of him just enough. I feel better now. It almost takes the question. Yeah, it almost like takes the, the thing out of people's hands. It helps them make decisions like, well, this is the topic right now. It's not that this guy needs to be the hell out of office. It's just that he's a kooky politician when, in fact, he's not even a politician. Like, he's just a fucking 
I don't even know him personally, but he seems like a weird, weird dude. <laughs> Reality TV star. Yeah. 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 I want to play a little bit of a sketch that SNL did the weekend Hurricane Maria was fucking killing people in Puerto Rico. I don't know. Does... Is this is this the shit to make jokes about? I get that. Yes, everything you can make jokes about everything. Yeah, but like, would SNL have done? You got a, you got a new subscriber. I saw that. So exciting! It's like every time we log in, one a day. That's not a great clip. We need pick it up. Pick it Thank up. Thank you, pace. Sarah. I had to come back. Sometimes when you're president, you have to make sacrifices, so I skip the back nine. Yeah. <laughs> I understand, Mr. President. Uh, Sir, Mayor Cruz of San Juan is on the line. I was expecting this phone call. What bothers me about this sure, exchange here is I feel it. like if you were a Trump supporter watching this, you'd kind of feel like they were just yes, making mayor, fun of to talk to me? the mayor. <sighs> yes, Mr. President, I'm so glad <laughs> to have you on the phone. I'm begging you. Puerto Rico needs your help. I hear you loud and clear, and you called the best person for the job. <laughs> Trust me, I know things are, as the locals say, despacito. At least we got a despacito reference in there. We're going to get Thank you God. Yeah. To, we'll get you immediately, probably by Tuesday or Wednesday at the latest. Mr. President, that's not good enough. Well, you should have paid your bills. <laughs> FEMA takes a few days unless you join FEMA Prime. <laughs> FEMA Prime's and pretty I good line. Pretty good line. This, but you're in an island in the water. <laughs> the ocean water, big ocean, with fishies and bubbles and turtles that bite. We want to help you, but we have to take care of America first. Wait, you, you do know we're a U.S. territory, don't you? <laughs> I mean, I do, but not many people know that. No. Sir, we just need help, please. Wow. Will- My problem there is there's no... Those weren't really jokes. That was just all the shit Trump was saying. Yeah. And it was horrifying. And they just kind of repeat it verbatim and people laugh. And are we supposed to feel better about it now? Like, what is that contributing to speaking out against what Trump is doing? When you take the literal things he's saying and put them in a comedy sketch and now they're jokes. Well, I, well, they did that with Palin. They would always do like just telling her it was word for word. But and I think but they were Palin trying, didn't get elected. Right. Man. Right. I think they were trying that with this. And I think it's also an approach to be like people that don't watch the news. Is it SNL's fault? I mean, like, you know, that, what's that saying? Like the, a, a country, a people get the government they deserve or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the people get the comedy they deserve, too. It's like, well, if the, if, if, if the major group of American viewers of these shows or world viewers of these shows, if that's what they're like going to continue to tune in for, then that's what they deserve. You know what I mean? Like, but they're not standing up for Puerto Rico on their own, right? They're, they're not hashtagging it. None of the people I know who aren't getting paid to do it fucking watch SNL anymore. But like in the Midwest, in you know the states we always call the flyover states, those motherfuckers watch TV. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. like they're the one. Like Trump supporters are the ones watching. You don't even have to go SNL. to the Midwest; you just go to Modesto. Yeah, exactly. My, yeah. Friend, my friend's mom up there. She's like still watching like uh, shows that I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, it's the only thing on. I'm like, well then turn it off and go for a jog. It was like the most watched uh, season last year in years, and it won actually the Emmy Best Variety Sketch, and it that hasn't won Best Variety Sketch forever since forever. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Of I, all the years, but also uh, bring back Barack won for best uh, song or uh, run uh, won a uh, best writing. So they had a big, a good like boys to men parody song, bring oh, back Barack. That's pretty They're, funny. They are, yeah, they are pretty liberal, but it's just like I think they are scared to show how terrifying Trump is, but they do save it well, for update. Well, can I ask Adam, what, what, like, what would the what would a sketch? Let's write a sketch right now. What would it be like that would show how terrifying? Like, what, what's the right way to do it? I don't know that there, there should have even been a sketch oh, about okay. that. There were 9-11 numbers. Like, that's how many people died. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah. In was Puerto Rico. Like, it's yeah. one of the biggest tragedies that, like, I can't imagine SNL days after 9-11 running a sketch like that. Yeah. It kind of trivializes the problem. Like, there, there's just some things about Trump that aren't fucking funny. Like, we talk about him all the time on a bunch of these podcasts, and mm-hmm. they're comedy podcasts, but... It's not so much because we find it funny. It's fucking horrifying. Yeah. I've tied my livelihood to comedy podcasts, so we have to sneak in jokes. I don't know. I like I don't know what the answer is. I feel like if any like there's always that argument that like why even give him attention or give him that kind of press? And I feel like 
like I don't mind weekend update for addressing Trump because then it's more of a direct like stand up comedy kind of thing where you can talk for as long as you need to talk. You don't have to be a character like they they made that argument in this article. And I agree with it. I, I agree that a monologue is a good way to address Trump comedy sketches. It just feels forced and counterproductive because like one of the other articles we read also written by ken tucker writing for yahoo uh saturday night live in the ineffectiveness of humor in the trump era his argument is that jokes don't trump's not that kind of president jokes aren't going to affect him it's not a matter of oh we're writing this sketch and it's really going to fucking stick it to trump trump doesn't give a shit and his supporters don't give a shit he gets pissed though about snl that's just another sign of his pettiness and how weak he is where you're just like man he's a petty like a dictator like that Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Obama or his administration ever really cared about anything that happened com- comedic to him, right? Right. I don't, this think, is I don't the even think first Bush administration, president. too. Yeah, this is the first president that came out about, like, complaining about SNL. Wow, like, atrocities are going on that he's fucking up on or his administration's fucking up on or our government could be handling. And he's, like, sending out these tweets that you're like, that's what you're thinking about right now while you're taking a shit? You're not, like, you don't have your face in, in your palm right now freaking out about deaths or suffering of humans. You're worried about your ego. It's it's a trip. It's a trip. I don't, But I I don't know if the answer is for SNL to not joke about him through sketches and just have it in weekend updates. Maybe that maybe that is the way to do it. I don't know. It's I'm the the whole society that elected him is the fucking part of the problem. The whole group of people that after yeah, they keep I mean, finding out stuff about him, like the news that they read that's totally twisted and go, that's just the Democrats or the libtards trying to just screw everything up. And you're like, well, there are wacky Democrats and wacky liberals trying to screw some things up, but it doesn't take away from a wacky conservatard trying to screw everything up, too. You know? It, yeah. And that that's what freaks me out, is that the, the, like I said, just like the viewership, getting the president they deserve and getting the, you know, and we are all in the same freaking boat with this guy. My argument is the same argument a lot of people have, that SNL just kind of normalizes it. Yeah. And I see that. One thing I also, this was more... I mean, not more Jimmy Fallon related. It is Jimmy Fallon related. But one thing I noticed from him, and he's also part of NBC, is his sketches running up to the election. His sketches involving Hillary Clinton hit on her, uh, like the issues that she wasn't that great on. Mm. And with Trump, it was just all his hair and like how he looked and like just like really surface shit. Yeah. Aesthetics again. Yeah. Where you could have gone for like, there's so many things. Yeah. Like, can we get a sketch about Trump being fucking accused of rape? Like, yeah, no one talks about that anymore. I nobody wondering, did talks that stuff about get solved that or anymore. What? Yeah, I mean, it got solved in that we don't talk about it anymore. I mean, there, there's got to be a law of average that if you're a rich and powerful dude, at some point you'll probably get accused of rape. But like when the list starts building up, you start going like, man, like a lot of people are accusing you of this stuff, and he's had a, quite a few accusations, right? Well, some of them have been from underage girls and not like underage like 17 underage like 13 year old kids right right? like stuff where you're like what the fuck is going on in that you know in that world yeah it's just i i don't know i feel like they never really i feel like they had stormy daniels on snl on update and yeah and like that's not that interesting of a story oh a rich dude fucked a stripper whoa stop the press i'm more interested uh this guy fucked a kid uh we need to investigate Get that kid on SNL. Yeah! <laughs> oh, dude. High five across the room. I oh, dude. Get I th- that kid on SNL. Hosting this week. I don't know. I don't know. I think name. they normalize it and stuff because uh, we use comedy kind of like as an escapism. We don't want to know about the serious. It, like, we deal with it all the time. That's like, why on Doug Stanhope should be the head writer on SNL. We'll get some shit done. Yeah, but the whole point of SNL is to laugh and, like, be, like, Sure. No, I'm, you know, and I'm just, just use it. Antagonist. Yeah. My concern is that we're laughing at Trump while it's happening. Yeah. Like most of those things we laugh about after yeah. they're done. Like I have a flashing 9-11 sign in the studio. You're I fucking, I I fucking get it. But 9-11. Twin Tower candles right next to it. 9-11 happened years ago. I don't remember exactly when. I forgot. Yeah. But <laughs> like they, with Trump, it's like it's actively happening right now and i feel like a lot of these shows i i feel like a lot of people take what snl does in any of these late night shows as cool we addressed it sure let's move that's on that's what the entertainment industry does yeah we, but it's like we, we haven't addressed list. it like we check we out haven't, our list 
Yeah. Disney is part of all these companies that destroy the environment. But what does Disney do? They go, we made a movie about penguins. Aren't we into nature over here? It's like, well, you're also supporting all people yeah. basically are they're stopping to laugh at these things or or smile at these things and be entertained by them when it's at the point where we're like, no, you should still be holding a shovel. We got stuff. We got we got work to do still. Yeah. And you're stopping to laugh at this as it's happening. Like it's not over yet. There's someone there's a child that's screaming that needs to be helped right now underneath a pile of rubble in Puerto Rico. Right, and you're stopping to watch the SNL, and be like, Trump won't do anything. It's like, well, get your ass and do something. It's it's hard to say like what the response. Should I know. Be. I feel like there could be people like saying this stuff when when W was president. I mean, he's not he's not far as bad as Trump, but like they always have to make it lighter because I'm just gonna keep. It's like an escapism, okay? mm, yeah. You know, and. I think now that they're dealing with this different monster of Trump who's like way worse than anybody, they don't know how to make it different. Mm-hmm. So they're still sticking to the same formula as what they've done before with other presidents. Yeah. And that's what SNL has been known for, just political commentary. Even during elections on Thursday nights, they had the special SNL like half an hour show or whatever. Right. At the update desk. Uh, so I think that's just what they're just used to doing. And they don't want to change it because they've been around for since 1975 and been, you know, like a household name. Yeah, I do... I hope it's that. I hope it's just that. Because there have been, like, there was the thing that happened at ABC where the creator of Blackish left to go to Netflix. And the reason they left is because they wanted to do an episode that was like an anti Trump episode. Mm-hmm. And ABC was like, no, we're trying to appeal to Trump supporters. That's a huge demographic, and we're a business. And so what if they're the new Nazis? We want to just. <laughs> You know, make television. Make them like me. Yeah, we want to make television for them. And it's like those motherfuckers aren't watching Blackish anyway, for, for starters. <laughs> yeah. But they were still like, no, you can't air that episode. So I'm, I hope it's just SNL can't figure out how to tackle this. And it's, I hope it's not them going, all right, we'll make fun of Trump, but in a way that's like not really making fun of him. Yeah. And they have people on, like, I think uh, Chappelle was the first host after the election. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I watched that episode. And that no, monologue. Much. So they have people. So, like, if we can't, like, we're known for doing this, let's have a controversial yeah. host to yeah. wreck it up, you know? Yeah. yeah. They, they took it really seriously after the election. Yeah. Just not leading up to. <laughs> oh, that but is I, a good point. <laughs> Holy shit. That is a good point. I think also we all lived in the bubble, you know, the liberal bubble, uh, especially New York and, like, all the coasts, you yeah. know? And I don't think anybody realized he was going to win. I don't think SNL realized all, Trump all was going to win. the big touring comics, Chappelle and Burr and several others, I think, maybe even Rogan, like the big touring comics, yeah, all said, said like, uh, yeah, you guys don't know what's going on. Like, he's probably going to win. I wrote yeah. an article in October of 2015 about why Trump was going to win and why we would eventually compare him to Hitler. Yeah. And all of the shit fucking happened. It's- like, that. it was... It, like well, the I, majority it, of the people like in the liberal right. bubble and that like we can't blame it all on snl though adam no we can't blame it because all there's on a SNL. lot we of can, reasons there's a lot of reasons trump got elected and i'm not arguing that snl is the reason trump got elected sure i just don't think snl or any of those late night pundit type comics that we look to as being this like source of information yeah. and the the voice of what's really going on they all failed us no, but that, that, and then after the election they were like oh we're all let's all stand united it's like motherfuckers you should have taken it more seriously before but that's like an acceptance in our society that we all need that you and me need to do that, that is that we know better than that. Those people are not like spokespeople. They're not the Socrates of our generations. They're not the but you'd be surprised how the... many people on the left do take it that way. Like, but I'm there's just so many people should... who just get their news from fucking totally. But they should, Central they or should... CNN or any of the mainstream stuff. Like they're all owned by a small groups of people that are manipulating things, whether it's yeah. left or right. Like you should be more grown up and start learning how to critically think and do research. And a lot of people in society either a don't know how to do that because it's not part of our educations and Western like upbringings in modern times. And a lot of people just don't have time to it. I know people that are just exhausted that have jobs that they just come home and they go, oh, what's on? And oh, I'll just get brainwashed by this for half an hour and fall yeah. asleep. And so they just don't even know like, hey, you haven't even gotten to the point of like maturing and being 
an adult to realize like Stephen Colbert, although he's an amazing comedian and probably has great personal opinions, he doesn't have time in his show. Bill Maher doesn't have time to like he interviewed Steve Bannon the other day on Bill Maher. Sorry, I'm getting off yeah. topic. But like he asks these dumb, quick little questions, then cuts him off in the middle of his stuff. And I was like, man, I want to hear what this fucking dude has to say. He's a weird dude. Yeah. And, and you could really grill him. Instead, you cut him off in the middle because Bill Maher doesn't have time to like that's why podcasts are huge now. Yeah. Because people like smart people want to sit down and hear a three hour argument between a bunch of people that they might not even agree with just to hear what people are really thinking. You can't get that from SNL. You can't get that from CNN. You can't get that yeah. from like, the quick boom, 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 like news shows. They're just there to entertain. They're just there to make you go, uh, okay, cool. I got informed when you didn't get informed. Right. So the bigger thing from this is to not look to SNL or anything and God help all of us because no one's going to change their ways but like people shouldn't yeah. be getting their true yeah, news should, and their true opinions from the mainstream shit they should know them. that by now look but at uh, look at the history you yeah. know like uh hw1 then like yeah. all during the whole snl history they haven't won at like one people over maybe with obama yeah. or whatever like even they didn't even make fun of obama because they were just like attacking uh mccain and palin and stuff like they it's not it's not SNL's excuse for us fucking up and voting for this dude for president. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to blame it on the individual because that's where I'm at in my yeah. life. It's just like looking at society and being like, I'm at peace with where everyone's at. I hope that no one blows us all up or kills all of us in some weird way. But my God, like there's just a lot of stuff where the individuals are not taking responsibility. Like you should still watch SNL, but you right. should watch it. Like you shouldn't have a fatty steak every day and French fries, right? Yeah. But like once a week or once every other week, have that. But like people's steady diet, just like the fast food they eat, is to constantly consume like SNL and co- consume the late night yeah. shows. Be entertained kinda, by it, it's but all don't toast. learn. Yeah. You're living off of, of, what do you call it? The simple carbs. You're living off of processed food for your brain. And yeah. it's like you should be eating healthy most of the time. And then you're going to wa- watch watch Jimmy Fallon and laugh at or Seth. I was going to say Seth Rogen. That'd be a fun late night show. Seth Meyers, <laughs> right? Uh, joking about dicks with Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen. No, you, you just watch these things, but like once in a while. But people, it's their steady diet. And it, it is over time. It does normalize things. It does brainwash. And it, yeah, maybe it does get some of these assholes elected because people are just kind of like, oh, that's our president. It's already been told to us. Yeah, it's they, they tell you what you should be mad about when it comes to Trump. When there's... Yep. Almost always something even worse, right on the head, like that no one's talking about. Yeah. That if you just hit up a couple like other news sources, yeah. like you could find the shit. You mentioned CNN. One of the things, like I gave up on CNN a long time ago as mm-hmm. an actual news source. Sure. Uh, one of the things that really did it for me, there was Trump put out this executive order, and I don't remember which one it was. There were so many in the early part of his presidency, and I turn on CNN, and they're like. Well, we're waiting for Sarah Huckabee Sanders to tell us uh, the content of this executive order. And the fucking thing had been on the Internet since 630 in the morning. Yeah. And it's like, just go read it and you fucking decide what's really controversial and inflammatory in there instead of waiting for the fucking White House press secretary. Who's proven herself time again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it. Ugh. They're trying to be too like like follow the rules, right? Did, yeah. Did you watch Wolf Blitzer interview? I think it was Wolf Blitzer interview Bernie Sanders after he was screwed by the DNC. It was like watching a seventh grader ask questions. And I'm not blaming Wolf. You know what I mean? He's just working his job. I, but I'm saying, how can I, I? I tried to. I watched the whole thing. I was like, how do we call this news? Mm-hmm. He asked Bernie the dumb, like, he's like, but like, how did it make you feel to lose? And Bernie was trying to like talk about serious issues and whatnot and trying to just yeah. push his message forward and being optimistic about, I didn't personally win, but here's what we can still do as a people to move forward. And Wolf Blitz is cutting him off going, but how did it make you feel like emotionally, Bernie? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, fucking MTV owns the whole world. Disney owns everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just sitting there going like, it really is. They, like the, the, It's trickled into all of the stuff to turn into just dumb people entertainment. Right. Go, who's watching Bernie Sanders? This guy, I, I don't care where you are on politics. I don't necessarily vote either way, but I look at Bernie Sanders. I go, ah, here's the guy I want to at least hear what he has to say. At right. At least hear his intelligent opinion. And what are they doing? They're going, but like, how did it make you feel? I don't give a fuck how Bernie's feelings were hurt. I'll read that in his memoir about the, I want to hear his plan for what he was saying he was going to do to fix the country. Yeah. Yeah. And they cut him off to ask him, how are you feeling? And then the interview ended. <laughs> 
and it was over. And so you can imagine people in the break room. Well, we're, we're, how was he feeling? The, exactly. <laughs> right? We And as humans, we are interested in those things. But again, these are indulgences that people, in my opinion, we should all be like, yeah, I'll tune in once in a while to get a little blip of this stuff because it's funny to see. But this shouldn't be what I consider news and educating myself about the world around me. Good Lord. Any of, yeah. any of them. They're all just wacky, dude. Is there any good like political Jimmy comedy? Jimmy Dore does right? some decent uh, political commentary. Um I do some pretty good political Adam does commentary. Some de- yeah, I love how you tuned in. That was so adorable. I have a politics podcast called You're on Good it. Luck America. Oh, okay. No, but I mean like sketches and stuff. You know, like... Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to do. It's hard need- to do it without feeling sad about Like, you can talk about dark stuff, co- like stand-up-wise. We should and have everything. a funeral for social commentary sketches like they did for the N-word. <laughs> and we'll just stand around like a grave and be like, social commentary sketches, you were great while you lasted. You went to the funeral we for can't... the N-word? No! <laughs> God, no! I've resurrected that I word in many... <laughs> I just want to pay my respects. So, what did everyone think of SNL having Kanye host? Like He didn't host, he was the musical er, guest. As the musical guest. Okay. He usually is a great music... Like, he, he usually puts on a great show, like, visually. Uh, so I understand yeah. why. And also... For ratings, baby. Uh, he Ariana Grande was supposed to be the musical guest, but she backed out. And she's so fucking great. Yeah, she's... she wouldn't have ran it about Trump at the end of her performance. No. But also, it was brief and it was cut off on li- like live TV. You had to like Google that. I'm I'm entertained by Kanye's uh, he... love for Trump. I mean, I don't think it. I think it's hilarious because yeah. I like seeing people get their panties and like ruffled up. And I but have it's such he's an political... idiot. Like who cares? I, I don't want to call him an idiot, but he's just it's he's, not. He's an entertainer, and he's you know it's neither of those things. If you like this goes back to the article I wrote in 2015. Like, people, we get it. You write. God, I, no, I know that. that. Since 2015. <laughs> yeah. You're I not know a rookie. You're a trendsetter. You were ahead. <laughs> well, here's the next thing I'm going to be right about. His immigration plans, he's going to push those to black people primarily. If you read his early campaign stuff that he put on his website as soon as he launched his campaign, it was all about how illegal immigration actually impacts black males the most. Interesting. And the person who basically wrote his immigration plan is a black dude named Peter Kersenow. As inconsequential as Kanye West endorsing Trump as adamantly as he is right now, as inconsequential as that feels, it's it's actually part of what Trump is building up to. And it's just a furthering of what is ultimately going to be a presidency that fucking kills millions of people. Yeah. Because the it's very clear that the plan is deport uh, brown people and give their jobs and homes and whatever else to black people. No one's arguing that like the black community needs help and like the government has ignored that community for a long time. But are Democrats going to be ready with an answer besides, well, let's just deport brown people and because they're here illegally, and then we'll shift all those opportunities to black people? Like, is the left ready to make that argument, or are we just laughing because Kanye West is supporting it, Trump? Because Kanye West supporting Trump is not funny. Like, he's still, like, when he starts deporting people, he's still going to be hitting on racial tensions it's just racial tensions between black people and brown people which fucking google it it's it's very much a thing especially in los angeles and places where you wouldn't expect trump to be able to make any headway so i get that no one gives a shit what kanye west says but a lot of people do give a shit what kanye west says and the next high profile black celebrity might not be kanye west what if it's fucking cornell west what if it's someone that people actually respect who comes out with a really logical argument about how illegal immigration impacts black people the most and they're like so we got to fucking deport millions of people no you don't you just need to provide opportunities for everyone yeah we have the money we have the fucking space we can do that we're just gonna the left is just gonna campaign on trump's a racist and why would you ever vote for him when I guarantee you what he runs on in 2020 is going to be all about lifting black people out of sure, poverty. Sure. And then what's the left going to look the like when we're going to got Obama, baby. Yeah. Like he's going to come the out le- with something smart and being like, yo, hey, I'm a black guy and I'm the number one. Like I'm we can't elect Obama. Again. I know. But I mean, listen to me because you elected me before and I didn't fuck up as much as Trump. You just brought up a, a great point, though. With, with this this whole thing is kind of led up to, and we're talking about things that have gotten Trump elected. 
you look at the mainstream left. I'm not talking about the intellectual left and like, you know, the, the smart people on the left. But you look at the mainstream left and the people they support and the messages they push forward. And they've helped elect Trump because of, like you said, they're living in the freaking past on things. Yeah. Obsessed with Hillary, who's I'm, I don't know Hillary personally. I haven't read her biography. I read stuff about her over the years. I've read about the Clintons and blah, blah, blah. She's a typical politician involved in a bunch of awful things. I can't tell you how many people I still know that have brought her up. It's like, oh, if Hillary would have this and Hillary that. The left's like still sitting there. Meanwhile, Trump and his strategists and whatever else of their movement are figuring out things like what Adam's talking about of, well, how do we market to black people next? But I feel yeah. like the mainstream left gets caught up in that Hillary obsession and in these things that you go, uh, we got real problems over here and you guys are trying to, they're, they're taking care of things that aren't, they don't need to be taken care of. Meanwhile, uh, like I said, Trump's getting elected and, and other, you know, I think the right is totally able to also take a, take what the what the the what a crazy left is hysterical leftists will say mm -hmm. and turn that into they show it to their friends and they go see how these libtards are do what they plan on doing to our country i mean i see it because i know people on both sides of this argument and i just see it all the time you see what the libtards are up to and so every time liberals get let let the mainstream hysterical liberals take uh the wheel of the bus we kind of lose more to the crazy conservative side. And I'm not saying there's not like crazy people on both sides. Uh, you know, I, again, I have friends on both sides, but I feel like that's very much like the, the left, the mainstream left living in the past. When's Obama coming back? He's not coming back. Grow the fuck up. Let's start figuring shit out. Who's our next candidates that are going to that are going to go for 2020? Because right now Trump's building up steam. Mm -hmm. I don't think all I don't I don't think a majority of the liberal people are living in the like are are no. being nitpicky and stuff like like with Bill Maher and the they're representatives in mainstream culture yeah. seem to be well yeah that's a lot of I think a lot of uh, in entertainment it's all those people sure. I think uh, a lot of the people that were living in the past mm -hmm. are going to realize their I don't think they were necessarily li living in the past is that they just didn't want to have a woman president so then when like bernie didn't win they're like i'm not gonna vote and all those people that didn't vote fucked us all yeah so yeah. i think it's just like now that they realize oh we made a worse decision when trump comes with this whole like uh uh immigration thing they're gonna be like nah you're not gonna get us this time yeah i'm hoping for uh, but who knows? There's we gotta, fuck up all the there's time. There's got to be. There, uh, yeah, this, there's got to be. No, what will happen is the left will run like John Kerry or Joe Biden. And again, this time it'll be, well, I'm not going to vote for an old white dude, so I'm just not going to vote. And Ugh. the old white dude in office will stay in office. I think they've learned, like, it's just like what happened with W, and that's how we got Obama, because, like, oh, he fucked up so much. We need like it. That's how it, it always sees yeah, us. Yeah, pendulum swinger. Yeah, I mean that's if we have elections in 2020. There's always I know the, the, the Trump the commentary of like we should try that around here. Did he say that when he's talking about like North Korea with the the dictators for life or whatever? He's like we should try yeah. that around here. Like I know he was just riffing, but also that guy's riffs scare me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You don't know what he takes seriously. Yeah. He's not a good comedian. I don't trust his riffs to be like ah oh, he's just riffing. I'm like uh, that guy kind of seems like the kind of guy that would want to be president forever. So uh, a couple articles we won't have time to get to, but uh, is anyone at all empathetic for Kim Kardashian? No. Who was embarrassed by Kanye's I mean, rant? We don't know her personally, so we can't say how she's really going through this stuff. But she's tr she spent some of her time. She's tried to talk to Trump about prison reform. I mean, she could just be out trying to sell her purses, right? right. And she has taken the time to, I mean, I don't know how hard the time was. She would flow a private jet there, talk to him for 10 minutes, took a photo and then left. Or if she spent a long time planning what she was going to say or whatnot. But she's tried to have prison reform. Let's give her credit for that, right? Yeah. That, that was the thing about Kanye's Instagram post where he talked about abolishing the 13th Amendment. And people were like, what? That's the amendment that ended slavery, you idiot. But there's also a clause in there that says if you're a prisoner, you can still be used as slave labor. And that's what he was talking mm -hmm. about. And that is a thing that should be overturned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you Trump is going to start talking about that at some point. And some motherfucker on the left better be ready to have an argument also or an alternative plan that doesn't involve uh, freeing people from prisons and either deporting people or putting brown people in those prisons as immigration detainees. And I, I, I think also the generalizing that we do, too, on the left side of, of saying brown people, Trump, Trump will, he'll, he's going to appeal to when we go say, look, he wants to get rid of brown people. Trump's going to appeal and say, I'm not saying brown people. I'm saying illegal immigrants. 
and he's going to have right. a ton of quote mm-hmm. brown people that are going to vote for him. Like, oh, see, he's not going to he's not going after us. He's going after illegal immigrants. Yeah, we saw that in the 2016 yeah. election. Yeah, Trump's going to get reelected. That's all. I, th- I think I so. I, I, I think he will. I, I feel I, like I he does. I don't want to. I mean, well, if nothing else, but... we'll be at, at war with someone by then. Which hopefully it'll just be a war when... that we don't have to worry about with hired killers, it's right, guys? We can so go Venezuela, there. Venezuela. Yeah, it'll be Venezuela. Oh lord, it's so weird talking to people like you guys that are like, oh, he's going to get reelected again but then i was just talking to somebody the other day and he's like i gotta bet with my friend that he's not gonna last four years no. so it's yeah i don't say he's gonna get it. all my friends all my liberal friends so like, he's gonna get impeached there's no way and it's like just why don't you calm down and uh, let's like actually watch this because it doesn't look like he's gonna get impeached yeah you know i don't think he's gonna get impeached no. he's no. And, I, and he's probably going to get reelected. i mean look at where we're at right now we should already kind of know like who our next bernie sanders kind of guy is or girl do we yeah do we know yeah no, we should be rallying wash. behind at least least just one or two candidates I'm telling by you, now as somewhat of a I don't know even know if a centrist is a good word these days but as someone who just kind of watches the human race do a bunch of silly shit all the time on both sides I just continually see the liberal side which has so many important points and progressive things that we need to push forward for the human race I continually see them worrying about petty things and getting involved in petty arguments basically almost like you're in a break room at work and you see the different power positions of the different people who can do what and who's doing what and I see the liberal side constantly getting involved in petty shit and not having honest conversations about stuff that Trump even though Trump's not having honest conversations about immigration uh, refugees uh, what do you call it jobs the economic stuff but those conversations that Trump's been willing to have, even though Trump has been giving the the right answer for the wrong reasons, is is what's going to continue to make him win. The, the left won't have a lot of conversations that Trump's willing to have, and, the, and the, even on podcast circuits, conservative podcasts will host people liberals that have weird views and whatnot. I have friends that have been telling me for years Jordan Peterson is a Nazi, so I said, let me go listen to Jordan Peterson. I listen to like a hundred Jordan Peterson podcasts. I still haven't figured out that this guy's a Nazi, and yeah. these are my liberal liberal friends that are like that guy. You listen to that guy? He's a homophobic. He's a Nazi. He's blah blah blah. And I'm like, man, I listened to a hundred hours of this guy now. Still haven't found out this guy's a Nazi, and I find that all the time. My crazy conservative, my my libertarian friends or whatever, or my gun toting friends, they'll talk about anything. That's the shit that even if they're they're wrong, the fact that they'll talk about anything, they're going to continue to win. That's what's scary is because we need a balance in this country. Yeah, we need the gun toters and we need gay people smoking weed. We need all that stuff so we can work together and hold the pillar up. Both sides right now are like, your side's the end of our whole country, and like until we can, and since they have the power, they're going to stay in power with that shit. I feel like my liberal friends and my experience in LA uh, the people that can't have a conversation are mostly my serious hysterical liberal friends not the intellectuals but the hysterical yeah. liberal friends and there are a lot of them in the comedy world even which has been scary in the past two or three years because it didn't used to be like that eight years ago yeah. two or three years it's been there have been conversations I've had with comedians in San Francisco be like oh my god you're getting up to walk away we're just chatting here smoking a joint you can't talk I never have that problem with my conservatard friends I never yeah. have that problem with, with libertarians but when you sit down with so I'm and I'm not trying to blame sides, but I'm saying this is what's going to have it's going to help the people that you're saying we got to get them out of office. You're going to help them win because we can't have certain conversations. That's obviously a problem in this. Co- it's been a problem in this country for a long time that people sure. don't want to like cross the aisles. It's gotten and weird lately, though. It's gotten weird because mm-hmm. one side is borderline fucking Nazis. Like that's what I'm saying about normalizing this shit. This isn't yeah. a normal moment in American history. Yeah, like. It is actual Nazi shit that's happening in this country. And I don't, I'm not going to be swayed by that side's fucking argument. Sure. Like, I know where it's going. We're not worried about you. Like, people people like you and me are still going to. should worry about me. Oh, shit. (laughs) We just insulted his ego. He's like, I'm a fucking tough motherfucker. You better, you better watch yourself. No, but I'm saying the people that are on the fence, like, I met a real estate agent when I was looking at houses that was in an open house, and the guy started off right away. He's like, Trump. And I was like, huh? I mean, I walked into an open house, right? Yeah. And you could see the people that are on the fence that were like, I was kind of going Bernie, but now I'm going Trump. Like, and, we, and I can't worry about them psychologically. Like, oh, we got, they, should not, they shouldn't be on the fence. They're on the fence. We just have to face that. And when you don't talk about certain issues, when you can't let them speak their mind and let them at least let some of the fuse out or whatever, purge some of their evil thoughts or whatever, I think we build up like uh, a group of people that goes, well, I'm on this guy's side. He's got me. He's got my vote. They're just looking for evangelist preachers to take their, to take their brain for them, you know? They don't yeah. want to think. They don't want to think. But some of those people could be taught to think yeah. if we can talk to them and at least hear their concerns. Mm-hmm. You know? I get that. And, That's uh, the whole point of politics. You know, like you got to talk to people to kind of sway their opinion. But I think I think liberals are too used to just talking and not taking action. Mm-hmm. 
and now you gotta start taking some action because yeah. shit's going down you know like yeah. nazis are coming and i think that's what that's why like liberals are kind of freaking out more and like getting so sensitive about discussing stuff because they're just like I, all i knew how to do is talk yeah but that's the wrong answer oh for sure you, yeah. yeah censorship and all so that what are what some the of the legitimate concerns you've heard from your conservative friends that uh made them think voting for a racist was okay uh like what what is there to be on the fence some, some of them some of them don't vote uh one of them okay well fuck those one, motherfuckers one of them one of them is a uh a, a super nice dude he's a, a charitable man is in his own life and in his view he's caught up in the um he just sees this the twist on the what do you call it? the twist the, the side of the story that's Oh, the re- they called him a racist because he said this, but what he really said was this, and he did this. And they show you the article, and you go, well, I can see how you see it that way. Um, sometimes I get the... Uh yeah, you get you get the he, he's a racist, and they go like, well, look what he did here. He's friends with this guy. He's a black guy. Is that is that a racist? I, and yeah, you're rolling your eyes, and that's how I feel too. It's like none of these things show us a lot. Yeah, but you can just see where the argument comes from, and because and some of these conservative people they'll watch the conservatives, so they'll watch Fox, which and they'll be like, CNN's all bullshit, and I'll be like, you are right, my friend, it is all bullshit. But you know what else is all bullshit? Fox. Yeah, but you get the sides, the sides pick, and because the Republicans or the GOP or the conservatives conservative uh spirit right now is in control of the country they can get away with being a little sloppier like the 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 general conservative citizen can get away with being like see see this is what's going on see we're doing this right yeah so he makes it more relatable too they are like i know him you know like the way he talks and everything one of the big things that this uh that weird real estate agent was telling me was i'm tired of being told i'm a racist because i have views on immigration and, well, and you know what? You know what? Hey, mm. but you know what? Sorry, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Don't have those views on immigration. Sure. But you can say that, Adam. And that's and but to 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 me, I understand where you're coming from. I know you're a good person, and I know you 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 care. But to that guy who is from a different world than what you and I are from, raised by different parents, raised by a different microculture, whatever section of America he's living in, he's seeing things from a way of like he's got that South Park like they took our jobs and even if he's wrong yeah. and doesn't know he needs to be educated not told well you're a racist fuck off because he's still going oh i gotta feed my family and he's still he's just like the somali pirates you're like fuck these somali pirates you're like well why are they somali pirates right they yeah. have nothing else well fuck these people shooting the last endangered rhino well why'd they shoot that that's that last piece of ivory might feed his family for one week and that's what that guy's think living on right now he's mm-hmm. not seeing the world from our perspective and the the correct answer is to say we got to educate this guy we got to figure out some stuff and we need to just try to address his problems and not just be like well you're a pirate or you're a poacher or you're a racist or what we need to stop and be like oh shit i don't know what the answer is don't get me wrong i don't know how we can take a large population of people yeah and change yeah. their mind there has to be just, like a middle th- ground i think i don't know what it is you know is it a, a is it a uh, mr rogers at a fema camp for a large group yeah. of people like all right guys today's lesson is empathy i don't know but i have faith that we'll, if- we'll make it through i think we just need to outvote them and let sure them- yeah that's the other thing <laughs> Just simmer in their fucking incorrectness yeah. mm-hmm. for the rest of their goddamn lives. Totally. Well, they just like vote for the better. one guy, whereas we'll, we'll be like, oh, no, uh, I'm going to use my vote for Jill Stein or like yeah. the fucking yeah. idiots. Like, why? Just Speaking vote- of Russian influence, thank you, yeah. Jill Stein voters. What, Jill, Jill Stein? What, what, I don't for, know much about the Jill Stein. Well, they would just vote for her instead of Hillary. I forget what. Like, is that like, is that the considered a wasted vote or something? Like yeah. That? <laughs> Man. I don't know. That's, a, that's another. Tough or just one. write Bernie on the thing, and it's like, just why are you being an asshole right now? You're like yeah, the country the is el- at stake. Of all the elections to take that stand, I will not. N- I will not hear a valid argument from anyone as to why this was the election to take that fucking stand. Yeah. With fucking Trump on the other side, and now you're all of a sudden like, mm, I'm too good for either of these candidates. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. You deserve yeah. to burn with everyone else who did vote for him. There is no valid argument for supporting Trump. You're, you fucking have the blues over trade deals. Fuck you. A lot of these people we'll aren't sort educated. out trade deals. Yeah. And that's not that's not my fucking job. I know. It's not my job to educate them, and it's not my job to feel sorry for them that they made a terrible fucking decision that so many people leading up to that election were saying, don't do this. This is a terrible idea. Like, I don't buy that people didn't know who they were voting for. Like, motherfucker, like, Trump was 
all the news. No, some did, up. some didn't, Adam. I didn't know until like two months before. I was like, oh, this guy, re- I just thought like politics as usual, scumfuck after scumfuck. Some look and talk more like scumfucks, but in general, scumfucks. Like some of them have better manners and they are more charming, but they're all sending people off to get killed, little kids off to war. They're bombing and drone striking and doing weird shit. You know what I mean? I didn't know until two months before. And I listened to a few podcasts. It's like, well, Trump, I listened to like his immigration policy with uh, illegal immigrants. And I was like, holy shit, we can't let this guy in. He's going to start shipping grandmas off like weird shit right mm-hmm. he's already shipping I, I did off. i know but this was two months before the election this was, right. this was several years ago but i didn't know i legitimately just didn't know until two months before the election how, how bad it was and then i was like oh i gotta go and vote but for for the, most of his campaign it was him versus hillary after bernie was out i was like yeah this is just a bunch of trash and so yeah. i so i so in looking at some of these people that you're saying are oh, fuck them i'm like some of them i have a little empathy for. i mean some of them obviously are alt-right nazis that are hoping for a new hitler but there's a, i think there's a good portion of them were just like i didn't know i saw a few blips on the news that said uh, this guy b- yeah. believes in this and i mean he said he grabs women by the pussy oh i can't yeah. believe like, that didn't make I, him lose right there you hear a president say that on tv and you go like are, are you kidding me? Yeah. And the fact that like that that his his side, the conservatives who are always so proud of Judeo-Christian values were just like, yeah, yep, 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 yep. But they're yep, also yep. so proud of their fuck women values. I guess. Yeah. And I think a lot but of not, that played into it. Yeah. But also not not all of them are, are from that camp. Some yeah, of them are, I get it. Like not all Trump supporters, man, but fuck them anyway. I, yeah. Like they uh-huh. did this. Like, mm-hmm. like I that I feel the same way about the people who just like out of protest didn't vote. It's like, man, I hope your name is written down in a fucking history book someday yeah. in a bad way. I hope there's a fucking asterisk next to your name that says did nothing when the fucking Nazis took power. Well, I hope that they don't have power for long yeah. so that we don't have the history book going, oh, when it got real bad, I hope it just is bad for a few years and we learn from it. Like, it'll go back to the other side again. Please, Lord Michaels, give us someone good to vote for. We'll have another bad person. The Rock might run. I'd vote for The Rock. He has, like, a website, (laughs) Rock 2020 or something. I think now we're bringing in this new type of uh, nobody cares about politics. They just want a celebrity or something, somebody that you like, which is... Not a good idea. That's what I was no. saying. Western people with their two-second attention span and inability yeah. to critically think. I just want another person I can recognize the name because the name's the brand. I'll check that one off my list. Yeah. Like, it's just knuckle-dragger world shit right now. The Apprentice fucked us. Oh, yep. my God. Yeah, it's I, ultimately The Apprentice. It's, it's NBC's fired. fault. I've, I've come back around. Everything's NBC's Was that an fault. NBC show? Yeah. The Apprentice? Yeah. 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 yeah See? Yeah, yeah. Adams has he's known this yeah you know the whole secret to this whole it is a conspiracy yeah. it's, it's like, a, I, I I thought I was going to end this by saying okay it's not it's not NBC's fault it's everyone's fault nope I think you're all right though all NBC's fault it's kind of all, all the plots on the write map. it down also you can't see him like all the, the when he first hosted in 2004 uh, you can't find any of those sketches like he dressed up as a chicken like a uh, for <laughs> um, a chicken restaurant um, and you can't like there's little clips of it online, but not the whole sketch. I'm telling I you, this, what is that's all, about. this is all the yacht parties. This is the closed room, like the exclusive little groups and their yacht parties. And, and we're trying to estimate and try to figure out like why this and why that. And it just kind of comes back to like, oh, yeah, it's just just old good old boys. you right. Sharing cocktails. And yeah, don't say this. Don't say that. Well, he's in office. You just buy the opposition. Right. Isn't that what Stalin said? You just. Oh, man. <laughs> we're going to be all right, though, Adam. Don't worry. No, Take I don't think I don't think we're going to be all right. But. Guys. We should. Pre- Does anyone? I'm ready have- to die. Yeah. I'm okay. Does anyone have any final thoughts on Trump before we read some comments? Quick, so we're gonna get through it and be all right. I'm yeah, like, let's hope so. I don't know. Please, guys, be optimistic yeah. at the end of the podcast. Oh no, no, I don't. I I have no optimism. I feel like we at least have six more years of Trump to deal with. Oh God. But we'll see. Hopefully, two. I'm saying hopefully two. John. I'm, Is Trump getting reelected I'm, in 2020. I'm here to announce. We'll come back I'm, two years from now and review our answers. I'm sending my writing packet to SNL today, and I'm also <laughs> running for president in 2020, guys. <laughs> I think he's going to get reelected. All right, let's read some comments. You know, it's a big world out there. It's easy to feel like the things you say don't even matter. But I want you both <laughs> to know that's not true. That's why we call this segment Your Voice Matters where we read these motherfuckers' stupid goddamn comments <laughs> from the past few shows and respond to them personally. personally. Fade it out, Brett, eventually, whenever this clip stops playing. I could, like, fade it That's out myself. Beautiful. but then, I like how you said personally. Personally. It's very, like, Delilah. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to light lo- FM. 
lure these people in. Matthew Donison. <laughs> More like Dongison. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matthew. Hey, Adam, you've talked about Canada getting their own Trump in the next few years. Look into Doug Ford. He's the current leader of Ontario. He's the brother of Rob Ford, who you might remember as the crack-smoking mayor of Toronto. I have looked into Doug Ford, and yes, he is Canada's Trump. I've been saying for a long time Canada will get their Trump eight years after we got ours. Because Canada is always about... (laughs) If you look into like politics... Canada's always about eight years behind us. Totally. Also, the guy because the guy right now is super hot. That's their Obama. Exactly. Yes, yeah. Justin Trudeau is their Obama. I get that. And My friend has a has a calendar of Trudeau in her house. Right. A Trudeau calendar. Where do like, you get politicians? Uh, Greg Maesta says, you motherfucks are hurting my fat little feelings. I might have to hit up Sonic before work. Anyone here ever eaten at a Sonic? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Go it's so good. Yeah. On the way to Chatterbox, I always stop at a Sonic. And the one in Fullerton? No. Which, where's it at? Uh, it's, I don't know. It's before Covina. Okay. Before Covina. On the way to there. To well, Covina. I need to get booked on that show now so I can hit up a Sonic. They I haven't been to one in. Shakes? Yeah, shakes. they normalized shakes. hash browns coming or tater tots coming with your like with food yep. as, instead of fries. Their tater tots are phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. I'm glad this is a pro Sonic crowd. Oh, like yeah. I've had previous Sonic has come up a lot lately for some reason. <laughs> You've had anti Sonic, uh, and there's audience. a lot of anti Sonic sentiment, and I don't fucking like it because Sonic puts out a good product. I'm not huge into the food, but any ta- any place that has like uh, the option of 200 types of milkshakes, I'm yeah. in. They really do have a lot of yes. combos. Lots yeah. of slushes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lots not, of dessert treats. Not a good place for a meth addict to go that's indecisive, but if you're a stoner that'll just take anything, a lot of smoothies. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, between This is Clinton J. Beardsley. Between Swaim confusing the drive-in chain Sonic for the Hedgehog and all the talk about chili dogs... This episode made me want to go back and watch that Jaleel White Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon from the 90s. What? That's a thing? There's a cartoon of Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. I and Jaleel White is in it? The, I didn't know he did, was in the, it. The kid from... the Steve Urkel is in it? The term Sonic made them think of other things that relate to Sonic. I thought of an SR-71 Blackbird, too. Interesting. I mean, I did think of the Hedgehog, too. I suppose. <laughs> Another fucking Sonic comment. Shadow 007. That's probably 007. I have not eaten at Sonic's due to the fact that you're forced to eat it inside your car, making it smell like food or spilling something. Not true. Can't take it home because the food will be cold by the time you arrive. I'm not taking my chance on the never washed three tables outside with the ah. sun shining in noisy streets to eat like an animal. That's yeah. what I was going to mention. The Come on. Yeah, they got... <laughs> The table. Eat on the table. Oh, I get some germs. What do you want? <laughs> it's fast plastic food. Bubble pussy. Come on, go have yeah. some freaking food on a they picnic table. They clean the tables. What nasty Sonic are you hitting? What on? are you expecting? A Panera? This is Sonic, right. dude. It makes you stronger, right? You're in Fullerton. You're not going to get Ebola. Yeah. Right? And here's the thing. Just go to the Sonic in San Diego. That's a sit down Sonic. Is it? Ooh, it sure is. Everything's how weird in San is Diego. that? It's by the Comedy Palace. Mm-hmm. I, we were there. I was there for another cracked thing, but uh, there was some comedy festival down there, and we did a live podcast. And afterwards, the only like reasonable place to eat without a huge weight was Sonic, and it was a sit down Sonic. Yeah, that is the wave of the future right there. Mm-hmm. I st- they have a Dunkin' drive through Dunkin' Donuts here in Burbank. Yes, that's the way of the future, oh, I'm dude. To eat healthy today, but this is apple fritters and weird milkshakes. I think I'm gonna yeah. stop there now that I've r- realized we're in Burbank and right? it's there. All right, last comment. Matthew Duff says, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is very gay. Mm. The director says he didn't realize it at the time. Everyone else on the set couldn't believe that it was such a progressive movie for the time. I really need to rewatch Nightmare on Elm Street 2. That's the only one I haven't watched because like, I watched them with my ex and he's like, you don't have to watch the second one. <laughs> oh. Because it's like, doesn't make sense also, does it? Is doesn't he that? alt-right? Is that what's going on with your ex? <laughs> it doesn't make sense? Well, it was born that way, ex. <laughs> Nightmare 2. Yeah, everyone's homework from this episode is go watch Nightmare on Elm Street too. That's a new thing I'm going to start doing is just issuing people homework. And uh, how do you check back? Uh, in two years, when we settle our bets on whether Trump's going to win again, this podcast suddenly became a lot of work. Hey, yeah. What dates are you available? I can't do homework, Adam. <laughs> send me send me a report. It's hilarious. I'll read it on the air. I can't watch that movie. It's too scary. What do we have the plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com/slash/unpops. $5 a month, you can get bonus episodes of all the podcasts I host, and you can get all of our podcast episode f- or, uh, ad-free, except for the ads like this that I put at the end of every <laughs> episode, baby. Fun. 
Yeah. yeah. And end of the month, last Saturday of the month at the Hollywood Hotel, there will be a live episode of Unpopular Opinion. I know we said that about September and then didn't do it, but we mean it this month. We'll probably do some Halloween Halloween? Good times. Actually, our first live podcast at the Hollywood Hotel was Halloween-ish uh, last year. One year anniversary! Yeah! That was for Halloween. That was a werewolf. John Shevsky, what do you have to plug besides werewolves? Besides where I'll plug a werewolf. Uh, <laughs> rightness. Little, little tutor. Uh, <laughs> uh, is that the silver bullet? Okay. Yes. It's the only way you can get a werewolf to have sex with you. Silver bullet, it's dead, but tell you. Coors you Light? Quick, they're still warm. Coors get them drunk? That's right. Get a werewolf. That now, that wow. is. Wow. Now, what side of this argument are you on? Huh? I'm not going for Supreme Court in front of you. Uh, you guys can uh, you can check me out at Crime on iTunes or SoundCloud. That's Crime with Three Eyes. It's a true crime comedy podcast, and it's uh, really a lot of fun. You guys will love it. It's super weird and a lot of riffs. Crime with Three Eyes. Nice. Yeah. Kelly, what do you have to plug? Uh, you can check out my podcast, IMD Weed, uh, and you could imdweed.com, iTunes, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Kelly, say goodbye. Bye. John, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>